Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. It's Wednesday, and this is the first Wednesday where the comic store is actually closed. So I'm really sad about that, but I guess it gives me an opportunity to get rid of these stacks of books in my room that have just been sitting there wanting to be read. So here we are. So please, in these downtimes, read your comic books, get caught up. So when it reopens and things start getting distributed again, we can go full force and just pick up everything. But today, you travel to Chicago. Shout out New Morality Zine. Shout out Buggin. They got a new name. I love Buggin. And I'm still adjusting to the new name, but I support the style, straightforward, awesome, hardcore. I enjoyed talking to Brianna. It was awesome and fun talking to her, getting to pick her brain, talking to her about how it's like there in Chicago during these weird times, talking about the band who I hope I can see one day. I, I really would enjoy seeing them live. Appreciate the music. So shout out to Buggin' and everything they're doing out there in Chicago. I love the Midwest Hardcore. They've done a lot for this podcast, whether you know it or not. So shout out Midwest Hardcore. Shout out Spine and all the cool things going out there in Kansas City and Chicago. So please enjoy this podcast. Stay safe out there. Stay healthy. We'll get through this. But without further ado, welcome Brianna to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. How's it going? How's it uh, out there in uh, quarantine? Uh, Chicago, is that where you stay at currently? Yeah, uh, I'm in Chicago here. It is pretty boring and uneventful. Um, I've just been cooking a lot, eating some cats in my backyard. That's about it. That's awesome. And uh, just to give a, or give a quick introduction uh, to the people listening, uh, you sing for a band called Buggin' Out? Yeah. Um, so my name's Brianna. I'm in Buggin' Out. Uh, we actually do have to have a name change kind of right now. Soon we're in the middle of uh, legal trademark infringement issues. Oh, wow. At the moment. Okay, that, that, that's interesting that you bring that up. But um, before I touch on that, um, the name Bugging Out, is that a Tribe Called Quest reference? So I got the reference from Do the Right Thing um, because there's a character in the movie called Bugging Out. Okay. And I was, like, watching the movie for a class one day, and I was like, oh, that that would be a really cool band name. Uh, so that's, like, mostly our term, but, like, also Tribe Called Quest just sounds cool. Yeah. Okay. So you're talking about, um, you're might have to go through a, a name change. I was, uh, like literally the other day I was, um, on your guys's, uh, band camp listening to the music. And then I went there today just to, um, get a little more reference. And I noticed that it was down or it was gone. Right. So recently, actually this happened like a couple days ago, we got our band camp pulled down because there is a band called bugging out from like upstate New York. Um, and they went and trademarked the name uh, for like a band. And so they contacted Bandcamp and so that we were infringing on their trademark and all of our stuff has been pulled now. Um, and they said that we only have like two weeks 
to change everything. Otherwise, they're going to get all of our shit deleted. So it's been fun. Oh, that's really strange. And uh, I'm guessing they're not like another hardcore band. They're probably some other type of genre. They're like a rap rock like band. It's kind of like Great Value, Red Hot Chili Peppers, and like Wanna Be Rage Against the Machine. Mm-hmm. It's not not great. Damn, that's wild. So that's definitely a bummer having to go through a name change, especially since you guys like just put out that uh, new EP under the name Buggin' Out. Uh, do you guys have any names in mind? We're just dropping it to Buggin'. That's it. Just without the the second word and there we go okay not too far off yeah for sure and uh any chance you guys are going to want to trademark that or you're just going to say f it and just kind of run with it i'm just going to run with it i think getting the law involved in hardcore is stupid (laughs) yeah it's definitely strange because i yeah, that, that's only a bummer, but whatever. At least it's uh, still going to be a familiar name. You're just you know, dropping off the second word, so when people see your guys' stuff, it'll, it'll still be familiar. Right. We're not stopping anytime soon, so we're just going to run with it. Okay. And uh, have you always lived in Chicago? Um, I grew up in the suburbs of Chicago, so like right outside, like northwest suburbs, about 45 minutes out. Um, and then I started coming to the city a lot when i got into going to shows um so i started coming out here when i was about like 15 just like hanging out and then i moved to chicago when i started college at 18 so i've lived in the city this like my fourth year living here and uh real quick uh, have you ever heard of a place called vernon hills yes actually that's really close to where i grew up Oh, wow. That's awesome. You're like the first person from that area that I've talked to that has heard of it. Uh, and the reason why I ask is because one of my favorite YouTubers is from Vernon Hills. His name's uh, David Dobrik. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. I forgot that he's actually from my area. It's funny because our uh, guitar player, he, he lives back in Palatine now. Um, he just moved back there, but he's from Palatine. So that's also like in the same area. Okay. Hell yeah. That, that's awesome. It's cool to uh, talk to somebody who knows that area because um, me and like I like uh, I bugged my buddy Garrett to watch David Dobrik because I just like one day got like randomly uh, just like stumbled upon him. Like I, I was like, you know, uh, seeing his stuff around. I never really got into it. And then I started watching his vlogs and like I binged all of his vlogs and I, I just like what he does. It's pretty uh, it's like the comedy that he does is pretty funny. And I like his his like crew of friends. Yeah, I haven't really watched any of his YouTube videos, but I know that he's really blown up recently. So it's funny to hear that he's actually from like around where we grew up. Okay, so you uh, moved to the city when you went to college. And um, are you still in school or did you already finish that? Yeah, I'm in my senior year now. Um, I just got the message today that we're going to be graduating online, which is really awesome (laughs) because of the virus. So they're doing they're going to figure out some sort of virtual commencement ceremony. All of our classes are remote. Um, but, yeah, it's my final quarter. And then I am out of there. Wow. And when this whole thing struck and I, I seriously hate hate talking about it because uh, it's like ruined so many things. But um, while you're in school and the things started to blow up, um, like how much of a change was it for you when it came to school? Like, did you do online classes or did you actually go to the campus? 
So it, for us, uh, the school I go to, I go to DePaul, um, and we're on the quarter system. So we have like three quarters per year, and they're each like 10 weeks long, which is really different from most schools that do semesters. So when all of this kind of hit, we were in the middle of finals week, um, and I have been in like three art studio classes. So they kind of closed down the um, art department early. So our final critiques were canceled. I've been in like a darkroom photography class um, for the past quarter and I was signed up for another like advanced photography project. Um, but now we can't do that because we don't have access to the darkroom anymore since they like shut down campus. So it like happened right before, right in the middle of finals and like right before spring break. So it did like kind of fuck everything up. And without the use of the darkroom, like how were you able to finish the course? Uh, We kind of just had to turn in what we had available, like what we had finished. Um, It was kind of just like a show me what you have at this point um, type of grade for that class. And then they just canceled the next like advanced printing projects class, which really bummed me out because I've been waiting for that to open up for like a really long time now. Yeah, that's that's something a bummer, and it's so strange because uh, I, I can't even imagine like having to uh, graduate online. I, I feel like that just kind of I wouldn't want to do that. I'd be like, I oh, just send me my diploma. Like, I don't want to participate. Exactly, I'd rather just sit here. I'd rather just not do that at all because they don't even give you your diploma right away. Anyways, you have mm-hmm. to wait like ten weeks. Yeah, really, like the whole point is like having your family see you go across the stage, but that's not happening. So uh, it's not really not really a fun fun time to be in college and graduating yeah i i saw uh like you know i've I, well i've been seeing like videos of uh how kids are having to uh, log on to zoom and do class that way and uh like seeing people just like smoke out of bongs like while the teacher is like giving lectures yeah. and stuff i'm just like wow this is so strange like i, I couldn't uh like for me, um, I could never do an online class. Like I've tried before and I failed. So like I like have to be there, like present to actually like you know right. learn. So for, like I couldn't even imagine being in an online class, you know, through Zoom because of all this stuff. I, I seriously wouldn't even like be able to focus. I would definitely be the kid hitting the bong during the Zoom class if I had to do that. Luckily, I don't think any of my classes are actually going to be utilizing that platform. Kind of just like a hey, like posting the discussion board type of stuff. And I've done online classes and they're okay, but like it really depends on the class. It's just some cases it's better than others and it like works really well for me, but like other stuff, I definitely have to be there. So it is kind of a bummer to like have spent all this time and money at this school to like kind of have my education go down into the trash. Yeah, that sucks. But man, well, hopefully... uh things get better and you're able to actually utilize your degree and we won't have to be quarantined forever. Yeah, whatever. I'm still graduating. So that's all I care about at this point. Just give me my degree. Hell yeah. And so going back to what you said earlier, you said you started going to the city, uh, around 15. Uh, how did you, uh, convince your parents to let you go to the city at such a young age? And, um, how'd you get any interest in going to shows out there to begin with? It was actually really hard at first. So I, th- I started going to shows at, when I was like 14, but I would go to shows like in the suburbs, uh, in like the Lake County area. It was mostly like pop punk and like metalcore shit and like 
I don't know. I kind of just like asked my dad. I would like beg and plead him for him to like take me, and like I would have to agree to like his conditions of like he would stay at the venue while we were there. Like I would have to go with at least another girl with me, something like that. So like he started taking me to shows in the suburbs, and then like it started to be like a, a loosening of the reins. Like as as things went on. He was kind of like, okay, like, I kind of understand this now. Like, I'll let you. He would he would still drive me out there because I didn't have a license, and he wouldn't let me drive on, like, uh, the expressway by myself. But I was in my first band when I was 16. So I basically make my dad drive me to band practice every week. Um, I think that after a while, because he just started being around it so often, he kind of, like, let me do whatever after a certain point because he realized like oh like you're gonna keep doing this and you're actually like pretty smart and like know what you're doing and can handle yourself so it eventually just ended up being me like as I got older like eventually driving myself out there and like staying out in the city for like a couple of days because I graduated high school early um, or like taking the metro train because it was right by my house out to the city and then navigating like public transportation um so it was just like more of a progressive thing where like I I feel like I was a pretty good kid when I was in high school I never really got into like that much trouble besides like trying to sneak out to go to shows um but other than that I think my parents just kind of trusted me after a while which I'm pretty grateful for how'd you uh, decide to start a band at 16 uh what made you want to pursue something like that uh, at such an early age uh, especially like when you're like newly going to shows yeah i so i'm most mostly exposed to everything through like the internet um like i'll i was that kid on tumblr at like 14 like reblog with like a band blog of like metalcore shit and like from there i kind of just saw like more and more stuff being posted i was like oh like i want to listen to that i want to see what's up with that and it would be stuff like I first got into like incendiary and like rotting out and the rival mob and stuff like that at first. And then like seeing that live music also um, like in the suburbs being like, Oh, like this is actually possible. Like I could totally do this. Um, and I, there's like some old like local band that they would let me do like a guest part for them or something like every once in a while. And that one of their members like asked me if I wanted to start a band with him. I was like, absolutely, because I think this shit is cool as hell. And like I'd been wanting to do that for a while. And uh, he kind of just asked me, and I was just like the one younger kid, like around all the older kids or like older, like literal adults at the time. But but yeah, I kind of just like fell into place after a while, just like me showing up and like being around for a while. And at the time, did you have anybody like around your age group that you went to shows with, or were you just kind of doing this all like solo and meeting up with your friends at like the gig? I was mostly meeting up with people. I had like one friend. I had like it, when I was first in high school, like as a freshman, it started out with like there's like a group of people, and then I started getting into stuff that they weren't really into. So then it ended up just being like one girl would go with me, and then she wasn't really into it either. But because I had been doing it so long my parents kind of knew that there were other people that I, I knew there. So I just end up meeting up with people. So it was pretty much like just me as like the one younger person, like 
my dad would make me leave shows early sometimes, which would suck if it was like a punk show because it's always running on punk time and like the band that I wanted to see wouldn't go on until like midnight, but he would make me leave at like 10 p.m. when the show just started or something. So that kind of sucked, but... Yeah, silly bummer. I, I I hate punk time because uh, these days for, for me, I, uh, I I work like Monday through Friday and I have to get up really early for work. So when I see a show that's happening in the middle of the week starting like really late, I was like, shit, this sucks. Like I either have to just go to the gig and get to experience half of it and then leave early or stay for the whole thing and then hate myself when I have to get up for work with like no sleep. Right. You really have to bargain with yourself. Sometimes it's not worth it. Yeah, because it's only a toss up because just because the band that you like is playing doesn't guarantee that it's going to be a good time. Exactly. Because you'll just be tired and like sitting there and be like, damn, like I want them to play already so I can go to bed and not like have to die when I wake up at 7 a.m. tomorrow morning. Yeah, that stuff definitely happened. So um, going back to that first band that you started, uh, can you talk about um, how that uh, first experience went for you being in your first band? Uh, so the first band I was in was called Tigris. Um, we were like kind of more of a hardcore like punk band, kind of more on the punk side. Um, we were, I did that band for like, I think like three years or something. And it was a really fun, like good, start into like playing shows and it was like a really good outlet for me at the time because I was just like a really like fucked up like angry kid in high school so it was like really like my best bet of an outlet that I could get into uh versus like alternatives of being like a really depressed kid um so I'm I'm really glad that I had that at that time uh we kind of just fell apart after a while because we could never write music together like we wrote our our demo and I think it was like four songs and then we did an EP with the other two songs that we had written when we were first when we first started but had never recorded Um, and then we put that on the EP and then just like re-recorded like two songs from the demo and like never really wrote any other music so I think that was like the most frustrating part and then after a while just like it just wasn't the same anymore as like this band started when I was like in high school and then I st- was starting to grow up and I was like just not as interested in it anymore and like the style of music we were making but it was a really great start we never played out of town really except uh we played in like Springfield Illinois at Dumbfest. that was like our last last show we played in a barnyard um there was like this cornfield was like a, an a empty barnyard or like a barn house, whatever you call it thing. And there was like a generator show in there. And that was like our last show. And that was really cool. That sounds pretty interesting. Were there like a lot of kids in there? Yeah, it was like part of a fest and people were like literally climbing on the rafters and like hanging from them during the set. It was really cool. And they had this like crazy lamp, uh, like one clip light facing the band so it was like mostly dark in there except for that one light made it look really crazy and do you know uh, what was the like hold up with you guys when it came to writing music like why was it such a difficult thing to do i think that the issue is that we just weren't really on the same page of like what we wanted the band to sound like musically like there would be like we would write a song where it's like 
I would like one part then hate the rest of it. I think because we had such different styles of music that we were trying to pull from, it just like never worked out. And we would kind of just like end up hanging out and like not actually doing anything, which was fun, but like we didn't get anything done. Yeah, you guys just kind of like lost sight on like why um, you guys initially got together. Um, but that definitely happens sometimes. Yeah, it's like we kind of, I think we all knew that we came from different backgrounds of music and like what we're looking for at the beginning and just like kind of tried to pull it together. And it worked for like a little bit, just like we could only, we only wrote like seven songs, whereas now it's bugging it's just like a lot easier because we're all pretty much on the same exact page of like what we like and what we're going for musically so we've been able to write like a lot more so excuse me so uh tigress ends uh how long of a gap was there um until you started uh bugging um shoot i don't know i think it was like it was at least so we started in 2018 and I think Tigers ended around like 2016. So I would say like about two years, two years before I got into a band again. Okay. Um, so real quick before we start talking about uh, Buggin, uh, I, I kind of want to uh, skip forward. It, it was uh, Sound and Fury. I want to say it was, uh, was it last year's Sound Fury? Was, did you go to last year's Sound Fury? I'm, my memory's so scrambled right now. Oh, yeah. I, I went personally. Okay. So I think we all went. Okay. So um, last year's Sound Fury, I, I remember I was um, I was in the lobby, and I I think I had just got done, like, you know, talking to somebody, whatever, and I saw you walking by, and, like, I was like, oh shit. I was like, that's the singer bugging out. So I, I just yelled, uh, bugging out. And like, you kind of looked over and you're like, oh, hey. And then uh, like, that, <laughs> that was it. And cause like, I didn't know what else to say to you. I didn't really know you. Uh, so I was sure if you were going to be cool or not. So I just, uh, appreciated, um, the band. So I just wanted to, you know, give you a shout out. And I just thought it was like the funniest interaction. Oh yeah. Dude, that was really funny because I think that sometimes we really underestimate that people actually like us. Like for me, it's, it's weird. I'm like, Oh, like this is crazy. Like people actually know us and like, like us. Like, so it's always like really fun to get an actual acknowledgement in person, but especially just across the country. Like that's crazy to me, but yeah, respect. Thank you very much. No problem. Okay. All right. So now let's uh, jump back to uh, bugging out uh, uh, or bugging, excuse me. When you guys uh, started, um, how did you guys actually uh, come together as a band? Um, so me and Michael, our drummer, and then Peyton, our guitarist, we all were going to shows together at the same time. So they were the only, so they were the only other kids that I would meet up with that were like sort of close to my age when I was going to shows. We never like went together, but I would always see them like around. And Brandon also was going to like the same shows as us, but Brandon's the only one that's like older than all of us. Um, and so we ended up going to the same college. So we all ended up going to DePaul. Peyton and Michael are a year older than me. Um, and when I was about to apply to college, I like asked them about how they liked the school and everything. So they like gave me a tour around and everything. Um, so we all just became like 
best friends off of the fact that we were going to the same shows together and then also we're now in, in the same college together um and like we were kind of joking around about starting a band but like we talked about it a couple times but never actually went through with it and michael was like told us that he played drums but i didn't i guess i didn't believe him at first because i had never heard him say that before um for a while so i guess that surprised me and then Eventually, we actually decided to, like, set up a practice space. I was like, oh, Bugging Out would be a really cool band name. I just watched this movie. So we decided to just jam the three of us. Peyton wrote, like, a demo in GarageBand and then sent it over to me. And I was like, oh, shit, like, this is actually really cool. So we should actually do this. And then I wrote the lyrics to it. And then we um, we jammed for the first time with, like, the three of us, kind of just getting into the groove of things, seeing how it would work out. And we were like kind of trying to figure out who would play bass because it did. We wanted somebody that would like mesh well with us um, just because like we're all really good friends. So we want it to be like definitely a homie, um, somebody that will fit well with us. And then so we remember Brandon was in um, another band at the time, kind of like breaking up around that time. I think he was in a band called Forced Impact. Oh, shout out uh, Milwaukee, played- right? Yeah, so Brandon's from around, like, Gurney, Milwaukee. Um, and so, like, half of their members, like, Force Impact is from, like, Milwaukee, um, like, northwest suburbs of Illinois. Um, and he was in that band, so we were like, oh, we should hit him up because I know that they're kind of breaking up. Um, he seems like we didn't really know him that well at the time, but we hit him up and he seemed he was down for it and it kind of just like worked from there which is really cool yeah it's crazy is that i had no idea forced impact broke up until right now yeah <laughs> that's crazy I know. they kind of it was kind of just like a a really quiet thing like they played the rumble last year and that was like their last show but they never like announced it or anything it was kind of just like okay yeah we're done now that's interesting that's... yeah oh well, that's cool. Well, you see, um, you guys were able to um, pick them up and have them join the band, and it seems like things are working out well since you guys have, uh, you know, played through the demo and put out a new EP. Yeah, absolutely. It's been really good. Uh, we all mesh really well together. We're all just like really goofy and like stupid, so it makes it even better. It makes it more fun. Yeah, I definitely feel like that's really important since being in a band, you have to spend so much time together. And exactly uh, at times that can be draining, but um, if you're around people who you get along with outside of the band stuff, it makes it like a whole lot easier. Yeah. Yeah. We like hang out together on a pretty regular basis. We all went to sound and fury together last year. Um, so it's been a great, great time with us. Hell yeah. Uh, can you talk about your experience at Sound and Fury? Because um, for me, that's like my like you know like my local fest. So I'm always curious to hear people's perspective um, who uh, fly out from out of state. Yeah, I love Sound and Fury. I think it's my favorite fest by far. I think it's always like just really well put together, just in terms of organization. Like they have a really good website with like a lot of really good resources of how to get around LA. Um, the food vendors were awesome last year. Um, Sena Vegan is like one of the best, best places that I've had out in LA. Um, it's also just in a really great 
place in general. Like, who wouldn't want to go to California for a fest? Like, I live in the Midwest, and I love Chicago, but, like, right now, it's sad here. Like, it's fucking gloomy as hell. It's been, like, 30 degrees, and it's, like, at the end of March, where there's, like, so much sun out there. And I just love being in California. It's always, like, a really fun time for me. Um, there's always like a lot of great food around the area. There's like so much to do. So I think I just really like that fest mostly for like the location, but I feel like the lineup has always been like really consistent of like really, really good bands, especially like new stuff. Um, I feel like they're always putting on like really good current bands and also like a good variety too. Like that's what I appreciate the most too. So there's like a mix of genres. Like it's a hardcore fest at its core but there's also like well ugly main played the like pre-show last year uh basement played last year and this year like wicca phase is playing an after show i think too so i just really respect that part of the fest as well so i think it's hands down one of my favorites and uh, when you're coming out to santa fury do you try to um a lot like time like before the fest or after fest to actually do like other things in California? Yeah, I tried to. Uh, the first time I went out there for Sound of Fury was in 2018 and I stayed for a whole week, which was really fun. Um, I kind of, I haven't been in a minute, but I kind of go back and forth to California kind of often because my dad lives in San Diego now okay. um, and my little brother goes to school in L.A., so I try to go see them. Um, so I've been there like a pretty great amount of times, but my number one thing is to always like save a lot of time and money for like eating is that's my favorite thing to do when I go out of town is to like eat really cool vegan food. Hell yeah. That, that's, that's awesome. There's like a ton of awesome places to eat in LA. So that, that's really a, a cool thing for you. Um, when you came out last year, um, it was at the the Belasco Theater, and if it goes down this year, um, if everything goes right, if we recover from this whole coronavirus thing, they, uh, I'm sure you saw that they moved the fest uh, a little more north, um, back to the original city in Ventura. Uh, mm-hmm. um, how do you feel about that? Are Are you excited to experience the fest uh, somewhere new? And it's actually like literally like so close to the beach; it's insane. Yeah, that's what I'm excited for. I'm excited that it's on the beach because I think my biggest gripe with LA is that like everything's so fucking far. So like if you don't rent a car or like if you don't have a homie that drives, like you can't get around as easily. So like I never actually got to go to the beach when I went to LA. I went to Malibu to the beach like maybe once. But all the other times that I've been to L.A., I haven't actually been able to go to the beach. So this time it'll be fun to experience like a new city in California and also hang out close to the beach. Um, And it's still not that bad to get there from LAX. It's cheapest to fly into LAX at the moment. And then like there's a train or like if you rent a car, it's like two hours, I think. I don't know that much about California, but yeah, yeah. It's like not that far. It's like probably uh, like an hour, hour and a half from like the airport. Yeah, so it's still not that bad to like travel to. So I'm excited to see some new stuff. Hell yeah, that's awesome. So going back to bugging out, 
you got or excuse me bugging i i, I still gotta get used to <laughs> dropping the second word no we're, we're all gonna have to get used to it it's fine we're like still gonna be the real bugging out no matter what for sure i definitely respect that so you guys uh put out a, a demo in 2019 and you guys had a, a quick turnaround which that was awesome uh you guys released an ep uh this year uh and it, it came out through uh new morality zine i was curious like yeah um obviously new morality zine uh local to chicago but i was uh, curious how you guys uh developed that relationship and decided to put it out through them yeah uh so i've actually known nick for a really long time i've known nick since i was like 16 uh because i used to run a zine called united slam uh also when i was like really young and so there is like a meetup group of like people in Chicago that made zines together. Uh, and there's like one girl from my high school and like Nick and someone else from like the punk scene kind of had us all meet up. So that's how I started out knowing Nick just in general was when new morality actually first started um, with the first issue um, because of that zine group. So I've always kind of just known him and then like we released a demo kind of just our friend our friend Curtis helped us pay for like getting everything together um, like he helped us put that one out but we didn't really have like a, a label per se or like any tape distro or anything else to put it out through uh, but this time we just asked Nick just because he's always been like pretty supportive of us. Um, since we first started and because of that relationship he's put out um, bands of or that are friends of ours like Grainier um, our friend Liv from Gadgets in that band also um, and then End on End so he's been like putting out a lot of really good new bands he also did the Life's Questions tape too also so we were like oh shit like we might as well try to get somebody else to do this one or like see if we could like team up together with somebody for the next release just to like make it even better and this relationship's been really great so far he's like always looking out for us like really supportive and everything so nick is the best yeah shout out nick uh, former guest of the podcast um he was fun to talk to and i, I definitely uh, like what he does and i love that he's so supportive of the local scene out there in chicago and is involved in you know putting out these uh, great records it's definitely cool to see yeah, I'm, I've just been really blown away to, like, see how it's grown over time because I, I remember I saw it from literally the first issue of it just being a zine um, and then, like, going forward, like, putting out more issues of the zine, like, doing different editions and then now being, like, basically, like, a tape distro and, like, putting out bands and, like, helping promote bands has been, like, really cool to see the progression there. And uh, I was curious, you mentioned you had a zine. Uh, did you just uh, put a pause on that? Is it still a, a thing? Could we see another issue in the future? Or did you kind of just uh, just step away from it completely? Yeah, that one I ended a while ago. It was also kind of in the same vein of like, oh, I started this a while ago, and now I'm not as interested in this anymore. Um, it was called United Slam. I started that when I was 16. I named it after like the Zero Progress song. Um, and I only did like three issues of it, I think. Um, but it was a lot of fun and I mostly did it so as that I could like meet people in the hardcore scene. Like I was somebody that was kind of a newbie. I didn't want to just like sit back and like do nothing. I kind of wanted to be more involved. 
I was like, oh, this is a great way to start that at least. That's so interesting because uh, a lot of uh, newer people come in and they don't really obviously they could take uh, different paths, but uh, a lot of the times people just uh, come to shows, you know, buy merch, mosh, whatever, but uh, it's not that many, or it's not that common that people actually want to get that involved, like right off the bat. So I, I think it's really interesting that you did, you know, starting your first band, you're doing the zine. And I, I think it's cool that you kind of saw there's like, okay, I, I want to be more involved and I'm going to use this as like a route to meet people. Cause uh, I, I, I think it's uh, cool that you did it that way because there's social media and stuff like that. You can just start following random people that you know are involved and trying to go that way. So it's, it's cool to see you take that route. Yeah. I think the social media route is kind of weird <laughs> um, personally, okay. but I think I feel like, giving back something more tangible than just following somebody on the internet is just like a lot more effective in the long run. And people will like see your efforts and like see that you're like genuine in this as opposed to like, just like trying to become, get a lot of followers on Twitter or something. I don't know. Yeah, that's fair. I, I definitely like that perspective and it's uh, definitely cool because you went to that zine group and uh, here we are years later and you're still working with somebody that you met from that group. So it's something um, cool to see. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know how this would turn out. I thought I would probably do United slam for like ever or something. So it's been really cool to see how both me and my friends that I've like kind of started in with this have grown just in general. Okay. And uh, talking about the EP that you guys put out, I, definitely liked it i like the style uh i i saw that you guys put one of the songs from the demo on the ep can you talk about why you chose that uh to re-record that song um over all the others yeah i think that when we recorded that song originally uh when we recorded the demo in general we recorded it in our practice space in two different practice spaces with one microphone and a laptop and our friend Augie did it. Um, and I think that the vision that Peyton had for that song, like originally, it didn't necessarily translate as well in our demo recording of it versus where we got like a little bit higher production quality. It's just like has a lot more punch to it. I think that was also one of the songs that it seemed to be have the best reaction to every time we would play it. So it made the most sense to re-record that song. Like, I don't mind the quality on the other songs at all. Like, I think it works there. But for this song, I think it just, like, needed a little bit more of a push with, like, better sound, better production quality in general. So I think that was the, the mostly the decision there to re-record that one as opposed to the other ones. Yeah, uh, the newer recording of this, I, we're talking about the last track on the EP, uh, don't bother me uh dbm yep. uh so it definitely does uh, with the uh newer recording it does have that that punch that you're talking about because i was listening to it and i i saw that um it was on both and i was like okay i was like i, I want to hear like the difference in recording and like yeah the, the, it does have like a different feel like it, it does come at you like a little more with the new recording so um i i'm happy with that choice that you guys decided to pick that one to re-record yeah absolutely me too so with the 
the release of the EP. I, I know you guys had some things lined up for playing shows, but it all had to be put on hold um, because of this whole thing. And it, it sucks because you guys had a, a run with uh, no option. You guys had your EP release show, which was, had an awesome lineup. Uh, can you talk about how um, uh, you feel about this whole thing affecting your band in that way? Yeah, I'm pretty bummed, honestly. Um, I, we're definitely going to reschedule everything, which is the good part. Um, it's just a matter of when is that we're not really sure, just because everything is so uncertain right now. Uh, definitely really bummed, especially for a tour, because that was my spring break. Um, so that was supposed to be like my spring break trip was going on tour. And also just because I love No Option and I was really excited to hang out with them for a week straight because I think that would have been super fun. Um, we're definitely going to redo it, uh, like reschedule, hopefully for around the fall is where we're looking at around now. Um, and we'll reschedule the uh, release show as well. Um, so it sucks for right now, but it makes sense. So I'm just like mostly just fingers crossed that things like go back to normal somewhat soon or like, just so that we can at least plan for this stuff. That's the hardest part is like not being able to really plan for anything. Yeah. I'm real curious because a, a lot of things have got, uh, you know, postponed, pushed back, but I'm really curious to see if things just end up flat out getting canceled because it, with all these things getting postponed, there's going to be, I, I feel like there's gonna be like a log jam of everybody trying to book something on like, you know, the available weekends, for, like whenever that is for the rest of the year. So it's just going to be like really interesting to see how things pan out because like, you know, these bigger fests and hardcore got postponed, like uh, your tour got postponed and a bunch of other tours got postponed. So it's going to be like really interesting to see how like the later half of the year pans out. Yeah, I feel like it's going to be a little bit chaotic, but I feel like a lot of people are just going to be really excited to be able to go out to a show again. So it shouldn't be like an issue. I I feel like I'm we're gonna see a lot of bands like going out on tour at literally the exact same time, making up tours or like going out on tours that were already planned for the later half of the year, stuff like that. So it'll be it'll have a lot of we'll have a lot of catching up to do. And uh, just curious on that run with no option, I I noticed there was no Chicago date. Uh, was there a reason for that, or you guys are just like saving that for the? release um we only had a set amount of time to actually go on tour because of spring break uh because i would have had to go back to school mm. um so those are really the only dates that we could have worked within um to make it work for um the full amount of time that i would have actually been available um but i don't know maybe we'll maybe we'll add a date ahead of time We'll see how things pan out. That would actually be cool. And uh, also on that tour, you guys had a, a date in uh, Toronto. Have you guys ever played um, in Canada before? No, I've actually never been out of the country before. And I had gotten my passport expedited for this tour. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and now I can't use it. So that's cool too. Um, but I was really excited for that because, I, yeah, I've never been out of the country before. Um, one of my friends that used to live here actually was putting that show on um so we'll just have to link back with them at a later date and just curious uh, did you know who was going to be on that toronto show 
Um, originally it was no cost us and I think cleaner or Kleenex. I don't remember. I know no cost was on there though. And they're like a new band from Toronto. Pretty sick. Okay. Cause the, I, I was just curious. Cause there's this band from out there called, um, prowl. I was just curious if they, by some weird chance got on that bill. No, I don't think they were. Okay. But honestly, like I'm looking at the flyer right now and like just the cities that you guys had lined up, like are all like awesome markets when it comes to hardcore. So like, yeah, I'm actually like really bummed right now that you guys didn't get to uh, see that through. Yeah. There's also a lot of places that I've never, that we've actually never played in before. So I don't think any of them was a repeat. It was mostly all places that we had never played before. So that's what was going to be the fun part also about it is like getting to see new people. Mm -hmm. And going to the release show, I was just curious about the, the lineup. Can you talk about um, how you, you guys decided on uh, the bands playing with you? Yeah. So we mostly wanted it to be like our friends and gadget are our dogs for life. So of course we had to put gadget on it. Um, and then Splitting Heads is our friend Augie's new band, um, and he helped record our demo. So most of us want friends on there. Permanent Damage is Brandon's other band now. So he's actually in two other bands, um, and Permanent Damage is actually really sick. They haven't actually gotten to play a lot of shows recently, which kind of stinks also, so we were really hoping to put them on. Um, and then we played with Method like once on our first out-of-town show, when we played in Minnesota in like April after we had like first started. Um, so we were going to bring them out from Iowa because I don't think they've ever played in Chicago. So we're trying to get like mostly friends um, to play with us, just hang out, have a good time. That's awesome. I, I definitely respect that. It's, you know, it should be like, like a party, like just a good time at the release show for you guys' new record. Exactly. Okay. And, I was just uh, also curious. Uh, you guys have a, a hoodie up on, on your big cartel, and it's uh, mm -hmm. the the devil hoodie. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm just curious where that devil comes from. Is that from anything, um, or is it just like somebody something somebody just drew up? Our guitar, our guitarist is actually also a graphic designer, um, so he made that little guy. I think it is based off of like some mascot. But I don't know where exactly he came up with it, but I was like, I thought it was really cute. And I think our overall like thing is just trying to be fun. Um, and we've done like, we did a devil cowboy before. So it was like kind of a natural progression <laughs> to have little devil dudes. Okay. And uh, you guys did a, a hate breed rip a, a while back, which I thought was pretty awesome. I, I can always uh, yeah, that get down really with fun. that. That was for our first tour. Okay. Hell yeah. That's pretty sick. Um, so you guys are from Chicago. And um, for me, when I look at uh, Chicago hardcore, uh, the style that generally comes to mind is uh, like a heavier style of hardcore. So um, you guys definitely stand out when it comes to Chicago hardcore just because your style is uh, different than what I'm used to. So can you talk about mm -hmm. um, how you guys feel about your style um meshing well with the heavier stuff yeah so i mean one of the reasons we wanted to start this band was so that there was a little bit more variety around here um 
we I feel like there was kind of a time where we were drying up a little bit with like the amount of local bands that were like that were new and starting um so we wanted to add to that and then like see stuff that we like like personally we're all really big fans of like losing it like razzle dazzle uh righteous jams and like fun hardcore and, and shit like that and we were just trying to make a band that sounds like the type of shit that we want to listen to um and that we think is just fun because like i love heavy hardcore and i love a good beat down hardcore band but we just wanted to see like a little bit other stuff as well like a little more variety so that's really why we started it and i think we still mesh well with the like beat town aspect of like chicago hardcore just because we've all just been a lot of us have just been going to shows together for like a really long time so we all know each other really well um and it doesn't stand out too much because people like do want to see some variety at some points yeah like i've uh friends in that band called uh bovice like i, I would love to see mm-hmm. you guys play with bovice i think that'd be awesome or even uh, like MH Chaos or uh, Karma. Yeah. We love mixed bill stuff. Like some of the first shows that we were playing were mostly like hardcore bands. I think one of, one of the first shows we played was the first show I ever booked. And it was, it was us, Bitter Thoughts, Side Action, um, this band called Robo Trip from here, and a rap duo called You to Baby. Just, for the sake of like having a mixed bill show mm-hmm. uh, just because I mean, there's a lot of cool shit out here and I don't necessarily want to like feel like we don't necessarily need to separate ourselves all the time. So uh, that's another thing that we try to really do is like kind of bring shit together by like booking a lot of like punk bands on our shows that might or like might not be as heavy as like us or like MH chaos necessarily, but like uh, it's all just trying to bring everything together and just like bridge any like separation that there is because i think things can be a little bit separated here we're like punks go to punk shows and like hardcore people go to hardcore shows um so we're kind of trying to bridge that gap together and do you ever see any crossover when it comes to the metalcore stuff or the pop punk stuff um we played a pop punk show actually kind of recently oh wow or like last last um Last fall, we played with Belmont and Home Safe. It was like a last-minute show. Um, it was like Belmont, Home Safe, Lurk, us, and I think this band called Will Met was on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the only pop punk show that we've done, but that was a really fun one. Okay, so we're not above anything. Yeah, no, that's sick. That uh, Belmont Home Safe tour came through uh, uh, California, and I know that uh belmont band they they have some breakdowns and stuff so it's it's, it's pretty cool like i you know, don't mind it so it's cool that, that you guys hopped on that show yeah i think um our guitar player peyton actually like knows some of them because he used to be more into like pop punk stuff uh he used to be in a pop punk band like out in the suburbs where we all grew up so we all just kind of know each other still um even though we're in like different scenes um, so that relationship there also probably helped to bridge that show together. 
Hell yeah. And, you know, talking about shows, I, I totally forgot to uh, ask you about. Um, you guys were booked to play the Rumble, which I thought was really awesome for you guys. Uh, a New York band getting to um, play on the Friday of the Rumble, uh, which is like a, a cool fest. It's been going on since like, what, I think like 2010. So uh, can you yeah. talk about like um, how your reaction was when you guys got asked to play? I was really excited to play because I feel like um, – We've been just trying really hard to put on for our city, um, just in general, and, like, stay true to ourselves. So, like, to get the recognition that we are actually, like, trying to support the city and, like, support hardcore here, um, being asked was actually, like, really exciting for me, just because we've been trying our best to, like, you know, put on for the city and actually make shit happen here. Um, so just seeing our, our efforts recognized is really cool. Um, I was really excited to play that just in general because I feel like sometimes Chicago is like really um, underrated, yet overlooked kind of a lot. So like to have them bring something like that, that's that cool here as a fest. Um, because I know the Rumble, it happened a while ago, but then it was like on a hiatus. Um, and I think we're on like the third year of it back going now so being able to see like something really cool happening in our city that we're going to be able to like represent was the most exciting part about that so kind of bummed that it's postponed but it's only postponed which is the good part um so we're discussing dates for that to come back so everybody will stay tuned and it'll be a good time when we are actually able to get out there yeah, and I, I definitely think that just the the magnitude of bands that they have on that, or well, the ones that they had scheduled that day um, with you guys, um, I, I thought was cool because uh, obviously it was going to give like uh, you guys to get in front of like a lot of new eyes. Yeah, absolutely. Because there's like way bigger bands playing, and hopefully people would have been there like in the in the beginning to see us too. So. And also, Hate Five Six was filming too, so hoping he comes back too, because um, that would be really cool. Have you have you guys ever been filmed by Hate Five Six? Uh, Tigers actually was on. We played this show. It was a Chicago hardcore documentary called No Delusions. Oh, so it was like a the release for that, and there was a show um, where Los Crudos played as the headliner. Um, and then we opened and Spine played as well. And that show is filmed on Hate Five Six. Okay. Shout out Spine. Um, yeah. I, I credit um, a- Antonio being a big part of why I was able to um, get this podcast where it is today. So whenever Spine gets brought up, I always like to shout out Antonio. Great guy. Awesome band. So shout out uh, Kansas City. Shout out Chicago Hardcore. Awesome band. Yeah, John Hoffman is actually, like, a really, he was, like, a really big supporter of me when I first, like, started coming around. Like, when I was doing United Slam, he was the first person that I interviewed, actually, for the zine. Um, I interviewed Weekend Nachos, and I had to convince my dad to, like, drive me out there, and he, like, stayed in the restaurant, and then, like, me and John just, like, sat in this, like, Mexican restaurant, just, like, eating and, like, hanging out and talking like we'd known each other forever which was really cool. So definitely 
shout out to Spine, support Spine. Yeah, damn, and shout that's awesome. To, that's awesome to hear because I, I I always fear that um uh, for, for for the newer kids uh, that come in, um and I I always hope that they uh, are able to uh, get that kind of experience, like like meet somebody who's like a a, a veteran of hardcore and, and uh, actually get shown kindness and uh you know given the time of day especially with somebody like you um younger uh starting your zine asking uh, for the interview so the fact that he was willing to take the time out and especially meeting up and uh doing it that way um i i think that's that's great to hear yeah i think that's a huge reason why i'm still here too is just because of all the support that i've had from a lot of older people out here um in general like nick and john um and even uh matt sancombe from he used to be in zero progress and now he does the hard times. So like, just like support from those like three people, especially are like pretty much the reason why I'm still here. Um, it kind of just like showed me that I can actually like do whatever I want and it doesn't matter. Um, like people would either be into it or not, but you should just do whatever you want either way, especially if you are going to be able to put something out into the world. It doesn't matter necessarily what anybody else is going to say, but as long as you're creating something for yourself that you feel proud of, like, people will recognize that and like your hard work and your talent over time. And like, that's where your support will end up coming from. So I feel like that's like my biggest lesson that I've learned here. Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely agree. Like I do this podcast uh, every week, like multiple times a week uh, because it's something like, it's a great outlet for me because I, I feel like I'm, uh, so alone during the week because like I I work and like I'm by myself at work and then if I'm not hanging out with friends I'm just like at home just chilling um, or if I'm not at a show obviously like I'm around like people that I know so uh, when I'm doing the podcast it, it's uh, like a nice outlet for me to finally be able to pick people's brains who I'm interested in and obviously share my thoughts and talk about stuff that we both are interested in so it, it, it's definitely cool and I, I love doing it and it's always a trip to me when people uh, compliment me for doing the podcast because uh, I still tend to think that uh, there's just like nobody listening, but it turns out there are actually people out there listening. So it, it's always like uh, very nice to hear and um, see that people are actually paying attention to, to what I'm doing. Yeah, absolutely. That's like the most rewarding part about making something is like realizing that people actually do fuck with it, even if. Like, I don't know, personally, I'm kind of like a perfectionist. Like, I, I like, take photos a lot. And sometimes when I'm, like, printing a photo, if I see, like, one slightly wrong thing with it, I'll, like, completely throw it away and just, like, start over again. So, like, just being able to get that feedback of people finally being, like, getting that recognition of, like, something that you worked your ass off on when people are, like, actually recognizing your effort there. Like, that's just so rewarding to me. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, well, it's awesome to hear. And I'm, I'm definitely glad that um, you had that support um, from your peers early on. And uh, uh, when you were doing the zine, is that how you'd always um, get the, the interviews? Would you just meet up with people in person or would you ever like email anybody? Um, yeah, I did email as well. It started out. I liked doing like in person uh, the most, but it didn't always work out like that. Um, because after a while I started interviewing like people in Milwaukee and I couldn't just like go to Milwaukee um, all the time when I was in high school. Um, so I did 
in person with John. I did like a Skype. I did a couple Skype calls and then I started doing email and then I did another in person. So the in person is mostly just like when I would have the best opportunity to do so. Um, like if a band was touring and then I would be able to talk to them then. Or like if they lived kind of far, I would just email them in that case or like Skype call them. Okay. That's cool. So. Uh early on um, in the podcast you mentioned uh, during the quarantine you've been doing a, a lot of cooking uh, and I'm like uh, obsessed with uh, cooking I, I watch like random YouTubers like cook food all day because I, I used to have this interest of uh, being a chef but I, I got over that really fast but I still <laughs> but I still like watching people cook because I, I think it's like yeah. like a cool thing because it, it's like it's like an art but then there's like this like you know crazy like science com- like components to it and I, I i think it's just fun to watch so i'm just like real curious like during this like whole quarantine thing like what have you been making um so i've been making pancakes a lot i've been making pancakes like not every morning but like like a lot more mornings than i would have before so i think i have like a really good pancake recipe which is really nice i was gonna make a, a vegan quiche today but the store was out of pie crust, so that my my roommate went to like pick up some groceries for me, and they were out of pie crust. So I'm gonna have to venture out and find some for that. Um, I also I made a banana bread the other day. I made brownies. I do a lot. Of, I feel like I do a lot more baking than okay. anything, just because I have a really huge sweet tooth. Um, so I like to eat sweets, and because it's I'm vegan, it's like a little bit harder to find like vegan sweets whenever i want them so i just make them myself um but yeah that's mostly what i've been up to the quiche is a big one and then i think on the list i'm trying to make some vegan crab rangoons also at some point during this okay I, i'm actually like a huge fan of brownies so i'm, I'm definitely curious uh about that um, and do you ever like post about your food do you post pictures of, um, of the things that you make anywhere or do you just kind of make it and just eat it um, mostly I'm just making it eat it. Uh, there's a while where I was, I was making edibles a lot. Um, and I post about those, mm-hmm. but that's about, I, I get pretty creative with those ones, but I, I just haven't had the time recently to do it. So now I'm, I'm back at, at just regular baking for now. And when you're doing the edibles, did you ever like go too far? Um, I feel like. Yes, when I've when I've eaten them, I I definitely have gone too far a couple of times. Um, and I think that's the fun of it, though, is is when you do end up going a little too far. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'd rather have myself get too high off of an edible than have nothing happen to me at all. Okay, okay. Um, a, a while back, uh, I was hanging out with some friends, and like we we're supposed to go to the uh the casino to just gamble whatever um Mm -hmm. but some of my friends uh wanted to smoke some weed so i was like all right cool like let's go um like not me obviously like i'm straight edge i don't smoke weed but i was like cool you guys want to smoke weed like let's go uh get your weed let's you know you guys do it so we can go and uh somebody had the idea of like smoking out of a bong and I didn't know that they didn't know how to smoke out of a bong. So I was like, what the hell? Like, how do you guys not know how to smoke out of a bong? And I, I used to um, live with a stoner. So like I had, I had to teach my friends on the spot how to smoke out of a bong. And my buddy Bryce, I'll, I'll never forget this. He, he smoked out of the bong and I guess he smoked too much. 
and he started freaking out and he's like begging us to take him to the hospital because he he's like he's like dude i'm i'm i feel like i'm dying he's like feeling my heartbeat and i'm like dude trust me like you probably feel crazy right now but you're fine and then he's like no dude he's like i'm gonna die and i was like bryce if you die right now you're gonna be the first person in history to ever die from smoking weed so we're Literally, not <laughs> no one has ever done that yeah before. <laughs> yeah so i was like dude i was like we're not gonna take you to the hospital like you're fine so he's like all right so he's like i'm gonna sleep it off so we're like okay so like the casino trip was like uh, canceled so we're literally in my friend's a room playing soul caliber and bryce is on the bed sleeping and like seriously he was out for like maybe like five minutes and then he kind of pops up he's like what time is it he's like freaking out because like like i guess like in his mind time lapsed and like it felt way later and we're like dude it's oh, been God. five minutes like relax and <laughs> it was such a bad time for him but for me i was just dying because i was like dude he's freaking out like so like much but i was like <laughs> I, but like i knew he was completely fine i was like it's just you know it's all just mental and like obviously he's having like the reaction to smoking so much weed but um i was like dude there's no way i'm taking him to the hospital just like chill out it was seriously so funny because he was just so panicked i can't believe that you had to teach someone how to smoke out of a bong as a straight edge person i think that that is something that you should be commended for <laughs> and for the record i've never smoked i just uh it's like yeah. I, I i dated a girl who smoked and uh i would watch her so like i, I knew how she did it and i just yeah and so i just explained it to them and like yeah they were just like seriously it was just so funny watching them like trying and like learning on the spot how to do it it was just like yeah it was a hilarious moment because they were like laughing too because they're like what the hell like why are we learning this from a straight edge kid oh my god yeah i'm actually the only non-straight edge member of, of buggin which is pretty fun <laughs> okay well uh, that's chill like um like i like i'm straight edge uh for me and like i'm i have tons of friends like w- like one of my best friends garrett who i hang out with all the time he's not straight edge doesn't bother me yeah of course it's just it's just a, a fun comparison that we always joke about you're yeah you're, uh buggin could have been a straight edge band x buggin <laughs> i know that's the that's the biggest thing is that they're gonna kick me out and then become a straight edge band that's the biggest uh thing that they always bring up yeah or we can just bring you over to uh being straight edge yeah or convert me so it's either one of those <laughs> yeah there's a couple different options but <laughs> but but we don't have some time so it's all right so on your Instagram, I noticed that um, you have a picture of um, my buddy Donnie. Oh yes, I love Donnie. Yeah, I, I was curious. Um, how do you know Donnie? Um, Donnie, I know I know him mostly. I met him on the internet, mostly from a friend of a friend. Like mm-hmm. one of my best friends, Ness, is best friends with Donnie, and then like I just see him around. I thought he was really funny. And then, um, I guess they like kind of, and then when I was going out to LA, we finally got to like actually hang out in person. Um, so yeah, I love Donnie. I love Wise. He's putting another band together called Madhouse now. Um, but yeah, we like FaceTime sometimes and it's a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely great guy. I have nothing bad to say about him. I last saw him uh wise played um with initiate on their like uh, weekend release for their new record lavender 
Yeah, I, I'm kind of bummed sometimes that I don't live in California because y'all have so many like good shows and like so many great bands out there. So I've only seen Wise once when they played Thon and Fury. I was just like, felt kind of proud of them. Dude. Like, those are my buds. Same here. I was uh, like, because you know, it's funny that year I, I was literally talking to uh, Donnie um, and like, you know, tickets had sold out and he was kind of stressing because he's like, yeah, like, I don't even know how I'm going to get get in. I, I have to find a ticket. And then like a mm-hmm. couple weeks later, it's like, oh, why is on Sound and Fury? And then I hit him up I'm like, dude, like, why didn't you tell me? And he's like, dude, honestly, I didn't know. Like, I found out like right around the time like, the announcement came out. And I was like, oh, OK. I was like, that's crazy. I was like, well, at least you don't have to find a ticket now because you're literally playing the fest. So it'll, it'll be a good time yeah, for exactly. you. Problem solved. Yeah. Insane. But shout out Donnie. Great guy. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty awesome. Yeah, absolutely. So going forward, Buggin, new name, screw that other band from upstate New York. Um, yeah, fuck those guys. Okay, I, I don't want to be that rude, but all right, fuck those guys. Um, yeah, fuck those guys. <laughs> <laughs> Just straight up. For sure. Uh, so uh, the Rumble's getting postponed. The tour is getting postponed. And is the plan to still do it with no option? Yes. That is the plan thus far. We're just going to figure out some new dates. Ideally, like, the same cities with the people that we've been working with. Uh, Maybe add a couple more if the opportunity presents itself. Now that I'm graduating on the internet, I guess it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, yeah. I'm trying to figure out like how that would work. Are, are people just going to have to like uh you guys are going all going to log into Zoom and just walk past your webcam in like your cap That's and gown? Is like is there going to be like they're going to have like one speaker and then every, they're going to make everybody like mute their mics or something and then when they call your name then you get to unmute your mic and like wave to everyone? I don't I don't know how that's supposed to work. <laughs> Yeah, I literally have no idea either. That's uh, that, I heard that's... another high school is gonna use Roblox to graduate. Roblox, wait, is that is that like a video game? Yeah, it's like a building block video game. I think something like Minecraft, something like that. So, but I think like teachers make like virtual worlds in them to teach lessons. So I think they're gonna do that for some like high school that I saw. That's. That sounds really interesting. I would, I would definitely. If somebody told me, "Hey, uh, we got to graduate in Roblox," I would be like, "All right, sounds good." And then I just wouldn't show up. That's, there's no way I would, I would do that. Yeah, but I don't want to do this. Like, I'm just not going to do that. <laughs> it's wild. Okay, last thing. Uh, on your Instagram, you posted uh, a picture of some books that had to do with aliens. Do you believe in aliens? Absolutely. They are 100% out there. I used to be like super into the X-Files for a while. Okay. Um, and there's just so many seasons. I never, I got all the way to like the eighth season and then I didn't get to finish it. I don't know why. I just kind of fell off. But I 100% believe that aliens are out there. And that's just a fact. And have you ever uh, seen an alien? I have not, but I feel like the government is hiding so much from us that this is definitely something that they would hide from us. And to think that we're the only intelligent life sources on, like, in the galaxy, in the fucking universe is, like, kind of small-minded, I think. 
it is like there's just so much out there like this we're like tiny little specks of dust in this like huge ass galaxy there's no way we're the only thing out here have you ever listened to the joe rogan experience i actually haven't (laughs) i've heard a lot about him but i feel like he does he have like conspiracy theories uh so you know it's funny is um uh he has on um uh, his friend um eddie bravo from time to time and that's when the conspiracy talk happens because like they'll either like bait him into talking about it um or he'll just randomly find some way to weave it into the conversation so it it does happen but not all the time okay but yeah i haven't actually listened to it yet okay um I, I definitely want to recommend an episode for you. Um, and I'll, I'll definitely send you the link. It's a yeah. episode um, uh, 1,315. He had on uh, Bob Lazar and this guy, uh, Jeremy uh, Corbell. And they, they talk about uh-huh. uh, Bob Lazar's experience um, working at uh, Area 51. And it's pretty insane. It's like a two-hour conversation. Oh, and, um, and, and it's all tied to this uh, release of this Netflix documentary that um, Bob Lazar and Jeremy Corbell um, put out about um, his experience and him breaking the news basically about Area 51 and uh, that there are aliens and um, element. Um, uh, God, I can't remember the number, but um, this crazy element that people like called him crazy for talking about. And then sure enough, years later, like, you know, they confirm of its existence. So it's definitely pretty interesting. So if um, which, you know, you you believe in aliens, you're interested in it. Like you should definitely t- uh, take a listen to that podcast. It's yeah, definitely that's pretty interesting. That, that sounds fun. Hell yeah. OK, for sure. And just to uh, be clear, I'm in the same boat. I do believe in aliens as well. There has to be other stuff out there i don't believe in the flat earth or that uh you know the that space is fake and the moon's just a, a like a light bulb so <laughs> yeah the alien one is my my main like only one that i'm like sticking to there's something else i really like feel speaks to me in regards to conspiracy theories i mean not a conspiracy theory but i definitely believe in ghosts and like demons and shit those are definitely out there but like yo a hundred percent. I uh, I think I've talked about it before, but I I used to be in like an amateur ghost hunter with like my friends, and I, I definitely stopped after I had like a crazy experience. So I, yeah, that sounds scary. I don't want to fuck with that. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's only like a, a weird world, uh, and I I yeah I, I don't follow it as much as I used to. So, uh, but I'm in yeah I'm in the same boat as well. Believe in that stuff. Hell yes. Okay, well, I honestly, uh, you know, I, I've, I've been wanting to have uh, you on for a long time because, like I said, a fan of your band. I was happy to see you at Sound Fury last year, and uh, shout out for Nick uh, for putting this together. So, I'm um, seriously, I, I want to thank you for coming on the podcast and uh, you know sharing your yeah, time with me. Yeah, thanks for having me. And uh, before we sign off, is there anything you want to shout out or plug? Um, I just want to shout out to my friends in Gadget. And no option, life's question. Those are all my boys doing shit right now, and I love them. So if you haven't listened to them, you should absolutely listen to them. All right. Well, there you guys have it. Thank you again for listening. This has been another episode of the Dreamer K podcast, Always on Top.